And um, frustratingly enough, up until probably a few weeks ago, we hadn't cracked the code. Despite countless man hours, tens of thousands of dollars invested by this core team and testing many variations of our message and product, we couldn't seem to get the traction that we knew was possible. Welcome to the Be Bold or Be Forgotten podcast. My name is Brian Brown. Have you ever wondered why some people's stories are told for generations after they've passed, yet most are forgotten within just a few short years? Have you ever put much thought into which category you'll end up in? What we're going to do is go behind the scenes and let anybody who wants to watch me fight. Fight to become a lineage maker for my family while my chips are down and the odds are against me. Maybe in that process, you'll decide that you want to become a lineage maker too. Contrary to popular belief, nobody becomes a lineage maker on their own. But as a man, I think it's tempting to believe that we can and maybe even should do it all ourselves. I mean, heck, even my two-year-old son already wants to do it all himself. I'll go, you know, daddy's going to put you in the car seat now, buddy. And he'll go, no, rise or do it. (laughs) If you have kids, you know exactly what I mean. And it really does seem that we are born with this I'll do it myself nature And it only gets worse as we get older. And somehow we've come to this conclusion that it's more heroic to achieve something without help, that it's somehow more admirable to do it all by ourselves. But think about it though. Don't men specifically take tremendous pride in being self-made? Like, nobody gave me nothing. Okay, maybe you don't say that, but you don't need to because your actions say it for you. I get it, because I was a lone wolf too. But let me ask you a serious question. Why do we fight to defend how much we've achieved on our own? Is it because we live in a culture where people maybe think less of you if you got help? Is it because the idea of getting help somehow makes you less of a man? I don't know. But it sure seems like we love the story of an alleged self-made millionaire, even though there's no such thing. But we judge and discredit the trust fund baby, even though in Proverbs it says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I don't know. Maybe we're just mad that our great-grandfather didn't think several generations ahead to put us in a position to further build generational wealth. Hmm. Or maybe he didn't have the opportunity to do so. And you do. I don't know. Let me go ahead and stop before we go down that rabbit hole and get back to why we don't like to get help. Because I believe if we stop to think about it, could it be that we don't like to get help because it means there's less credit that we can take for that accomplishment? In other words, we get less of the glory. The accomplishment, you know, it's not as heroic if there's help, right? Credit, glory, being the hero, all three things... That men love. And all three things that we probably can't want more than becoming a lineage maker if we're going to become one. In fact, 
giving up the desire to be the hero, to get the credit and the glory, might just be the ultimate bold move. You know, come to think of it, maybe that's why God set it up the way that he did. You know, if, if you believe in what the Bible says and, and not what religion says, you know that you can't earn your way to heaven. Like literally, you can't take an ounce of credit for getting to heaven because all you had to do was transfer your trust into the finished work of Jesus Christ instead of trusting in your own works for salvation. There's literally no room to boast. And us humans, we don't like that idea because we like to take the credit. And I say all of that to say that I believe it's in our very nature to want to do everything ourselves and get as much of the credit for it as possible. But the most successful man that I know once gave me advice that directly contradicted the I don't need help attitude. He once told me, he said, Brian, asking for help is a strength, not a weakness. And I'll tell you, I've had a challenging time implementing that advice, but I'm making progress. Let me explain. I had friends, but they didn't know all that much about me. I almost never shared any of the issues that I was dealing with because that's not the main thing to do. I wasn't bold enough to ask real questions about them because I was afraid that they might ask me the same type of questions and find out who I was or who I wasn't. And that's probably the reason why I avoided long car rides alone with any one person. Really, this is a real thing. Um, Because I would probably hear about their real issues and there would be an opportunity for them to do the same. It was, I was very uncomfortable with that. And that's why I've always kept my distance. See, because when nobody knows who you are or what your real challenges are, they can't judge you. They can't think less of you. But that also means that they can't do much of anything to help you either. And if you're like most men, we do our best to make sure that people know that we're living the dream, especially if you're in a position of leadership or influence. But I got to ask, would you rather have people respect you for who you are or respect you as somebody who you really aren't? Say that again. Would you rather have somebody respect you for who you are or respect you as somebody who you really aren't? Isn't it tiring to put on whatever level of front and do it all yourself? And don't get me wrong, I am not saying that we should all get together and share our feelings because believe me, I'm all about getting on the basketball court, going to the shooting range, or watching a a war movie and not saying anything more than, hello, and good stuff, and talk soon. (laughs) But what I am saying is if we never have real conversations for the reasons that I mentioned above, it's probably costing you, just like it was costing me. Is it maybe time that you kill that lone wolf side of you too? I don't know. See, over the last few years, I've made a conscious effort to have real conversations with my friends. I even took a eight-hour car ride to Utah with one of them. And you know what? To my surprise, it was awesome. People are messy. And just because you know about their mess, it doesn't mean that it's our responsibility to fix it. At least that's what I've come to believe. Another challenge of mine, and this might not be yours, 
But for me, it's the idea of my plan versus God's plan. See, last week I had an early coffee meeting with an older wise gentleman and he shared some of his stories about business and about life. And he maybe described this challenge maybe better than anybody else that I've ever heard. He said, earlier in my life, I was like, hey God, I'll be your MVP. Here's what I'm going to go do. So go ahead and follow me. But now for him, it's about doing things with God, not letting unimportant things become your idol. It's about slowing down, listening, reevaluating our motives, and you know, not being the lone wolf in that sense. You could say that I am still working on that part too. But there's one more part of that lone wolf that's really hard to kill, in my opinion, and it's this. As men... We love to keep our plans secret. Now, I can't give you a full explanation as to why this is. I'm sure somebody knows the the answer to that. But all I know is that it's generally a true statement. And the challenge with keeping your plan secret is that nobody can help you bring the plan to life. Now, hear me on this. I am not telling you to share all of your plan with everyone in the world. Use your own discernment. But what I am saying is, could there maybe be some value in sharing parts of your plan with certain people? You know, one of the reasons that I used to keep my plans secret was because I had a fear that people might copy them. And now I'm starting to believe that there's something worse than somebody potentially copying your plan. What's worse is having no one to poke holes in it. Think about it. If no one reviews your plan or pokes holes in it, how are you going to make it a truly rock-solid plan and bring it to life. Plus, if it is in fact a great idea, at some point, somebody is going to imitate it. Just is what it is. Look, if nobody knows about what skills you bring to the table, what product or service you offer, or who you aspire to become, how can they help you? How can they connect you with the right people? How can they buy or invest in that valuable thing that you have to offer? How can they know to partner with you in business or hire you to work for their company? That being said, I figured I would practice what I preach and share what I've been working on behind the scenes in case you know anyone who could help the cause in any way. Cool? And If you remember, it's my desire to build a lifestyle where I can be anywhere at any time with anybody, specifically my family. My kids won't be limited to reading about places like Fort Ticonderoga in a history book. They will go to New York in person and see where the Americans won their first battle in the Revolutionary War. But if that's going to happen... Part of the plan means we're going to need to build up a residual income that's greater than where it's at at the very moment. We're also going to need to create a system where I can do all that from my phone, or at least most of it. Well, that's where I've been putting a ton of energy and focus over the last 12 to 14 months. See, in the past, we built up a customer base of thousands and thousands of people who subscribe to our travel app, and we did that by meeting people in person. Really looking back, it was building our lifestyle around our business instead of building our business around our lifestyle. And there's a big difference there. And we wanted that to change. And that's why we've been attempting to build this system where we can grow a customer base of people who subscribe to this app, which 
some people are calling kind of like the Netflix of travel. And we wanted to do that online without having to always meet people in person. And um, frustratingly enough, up until probably a few weeks ago, we hadn't cracked the code. Despite countless man hours, tens of thousands of dollars invested by this core team and testing many variations of our message and product, we couldn't seem to get the traction that we knew was possible. On top of that, we got all kinds of flack for attempting to recreate the wheel, so to speak. You know, people who I once respected were out slandering our name and really it was out of fear that people would buy into our system instead of theirs. And, you know, it's all good. All truth goes through three phases. First is ridicule. Second is violent opposition. And then third and and finally is the thing becomes self-evident. Well, now I am very happy to say that we finally got things moving in the right direction. Now, here's the interesting thing. In the process of creating this new system, a brand new business was born. And it's called Story Extractors. See, we found that subscribers loved the app and how it helped them become the person who could take their family on vacation more often. You know, they would come back from these trips raving about their experiences and wanting others to be able to, you know, create those same type of memories as well. However, they were not very good at conveying that experience in a compelling way. And so if you've ever struggled with the ability to share an experience that gets other people to take action too, clearly you aren't the only one. So what I started to do was help people build their stories to be compelling enough for non-subscribers to decide to download and pay for the app. And I found out that I was pretty dang good at it and ended up developing a very unique formula called spider web testimonials. And part of that formula uncovers things like the single biggest reason why people don't believe your story, even though you're telling the truth. Um, You might be shocked what it is. But that discovery ultimately led me to create and offer a course for mobilepreneurs and home-based business professionals to help them build a story that sells without having to be further along in their business so they can stop sabotaging their success and start having more to show for their hard work now. So if you know anyone who might be interested in something like that, they can head over to my site, brianjbrown.us, and click on the Story Extractors tab. And one thing that I do is I give people access to that first course module for just seven bucks because I know people often like to try it before they buy it. And along those same lines, I'll go ahead and provide a special 40% off coupon code to be used for the full course for friends of the Be Bold or Be Forgotten podcast listeners. Um, So there you go. The coupon code will be in all caps, all one word, lineage makers. But the evolution and reinvention, it it didn't stop there. In fact, another division of the business was born after I casually offered a chiropractor the chance for me to uh, extract a spiderweb testimonial from one of his patients. And I can't even remember exactly why I offered because I never anticipated on doing something like this for traditional business owners. But I ended up interviewing uh, his patient 
using my unique process, uh, came back with the, the story, the, the testimonial, and here's what he said. Damn, dude, that is freaking awesome. I'm just thinking, how much is it going to cost me to get about eight more of these done? Laugh out loud. This is a text. He goes, but seriously, how much? And I was thrown off by this response, not because it wasn't a crazy good testimonial that could help him grow his business, but I was thrown off because I just hadn't considered doing it outside of my profession. And long story short, I've since launched a new service for business owners where I offer to create highly procured video testimonials from their best clients with a super fast turnaround time without them having to do anything but make a quick email introduction so that they can become the go-to experts in their niche, which basically means they'll no longer have to struggle for clients because they know how to instantly create authority and demand for their product or service. So as you can imagine, this has been extremely valuable for business owners because you know, it doesn't matter what we say about ourselves so much. It's all about what other people are saying about you and your business. And most business owners, they've got plenty of satisfied customers and clients. This is what I've come to find. But they aren't aggressively using those stories to grow their business for a couple main reasons. A, they don't have testimonials. Or B, they have some testimonials, but they're hardly compelling because most people aren't professional marketers, salespeople. They don't know what moves people to action. And beyond that, even if the business owner had these spiderweb testimonials, they don't know how to specifically use them to grow their business. So what I did to solve that problem was provide two options for business owners. The first option was for, and is for the people who don't have a lot of money, but they do have the time to learn. And so for those in that category, I have a course where I teach my exact process from A to Z to extract and implement spiderweb testimonials so that they can become the go-to expert in their niche. The second option is for those who have the financial resources, but they don't have the time to learn it or do it themselves. So for those in that category, I provide an option where I extract the spiderweb testimonials from their their clients, their patients, their customers for them. So here's what I do. It's kind of cool. I interview the client using my unique process, find out the best parts of their story, Then I'll ship them high-end video and microphone equipment, capture their story that way, then edit and deliver it to the business owner. So you might be wondering, well, how much does something like that cost somebody? And the short answer is it's, it's a lot, but it's not more than the cost of not having these spiderweb testimonials and not knowing how to use them. So, I mean... As you can imagine, I wouldn't charge somebody that amount unless it made sense for the business owner. So if you know anyone who might be interested in something like that, you can send them over to my site, go over to the Story Extractors tab. And by the way, I do pay referral fees. So there you go. Now you know what I've been working on behind the scenes for the past year. I sacrificed a lot of short-term income to build something that I could feel really good about putting effort into. And it wasn't easy to do, especially because of all the pressure on me to change my family's situation. Again, a situation that I created. And so I decided to do something that I had no intentions of sharing in detail. Um, You know, I know many of you have wondered, well, Brian, how exactly did you go from millionaire 
to a place where you're having to fight and reinvent yourself like you're doing now? Well, in the next episode, I'll be talking about just that. At the end of the day, we got to ask ourselves, if I don't win, who's going to lose? If I don't win, who is going to lose? Because here's the truth. If we don't do something significant with our lives, why does it even matter how long we live? And the way I see it, we've got two options. Tiptoe quietly to the grave of forgotten or be bold and become a lineage maker for our families. We're gonna go on a journey together to find out exactly what it takes to make sure when our great-grandkids get asked who their great-grandfather is, they won't fall victim to a frozen pen.